week. <laughs> yeah, that's good. All right, morning. <laughs> Welcome to Don't Feed the Artists. I'm Hagen Howshield. I'm Jackson Russo. And I'm Adam. Welcome to our E3 episode. We're going to be strictly talking about video games this episode. <laughs> Elder Scrolls 6. Yeah. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Video games. You know oh, that big okay. cabinet in your house that you had that says Joust? It's like that, but better. Okay. Let you introduce yourself. <laughs> Hi, I'm Leah. <laughs> Why are you here? Because you guys asked me to be. <laughs> what, ba- what, what band do you play in? I'm in Rose Garden Funeral Party. One of the the Dallas royalty, as I like to call them. Thank you. Um, You guys are fairly new, though, which is super nice that you guys... I remember hearing about you guys because you were in a band before, and now you're in this band, Rose Garden. And um, it it feels like you quickly ascended, and it it wasn't like, oh, she's from this other band. It it felt earned, which was super nice because... I mean, I've never been in a band or anything that like, right. it's just like, oh, you know, he's from this or he did this, so this. So, right. congrats. You oh, earned thank it you. twice. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> thank you. So, thank you. Um, I was listening to y'all's record on uh, Bandcamp. Yeah. And the chopping block. Yeah. Um, and I got kind of the... Uh, guess my best ex- explanation i hate doing the genre thing i i always asked people genres and i've told myself that i'm gonna stop but <laughs> no it's it's a bit at this point it really is but um i got from the the record you know kind of like original meaning rock and that is probably a shitty explanation of it and then when i saw you guys live um it kind of felt more shoegaze which was kind of cool i love that it was cool how it it, it takes on both meanings and it's not like one is better than the other they're their own thing and that that was pretty cool well the reason that we sound shoegaze live and we don't sound shoegaze on the chopping block is because i didn't play guitar on that record (laughs) somebody else did so there you go yeah and now i mean i have like Seven pedals running at once at all times. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to say, if you did record the guitar on that, would yeah. it be shoegaze? Uh, well, I don't know. Well, probably, actually, yeah. The first one, meaning, like, the the chopping block, if I had done the guitar, it probably would have been a shoegaze record. But um, <laughs> it's not. Uh, the, the next record that we're putting out in September, though, that's, like, it's, like, purely just, like, 80s post-punk. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I, I, I think that's... A- better explanation than what i said <laughs> um well you got something to say Hagen? no i'm just turning my head following the conversation that's pretty neat isn't it though um, <laughs> isn't it though i meant to get some uh, housekeeping things before we started um i don't know so, where you're going with this exactly that's the beauty of it um <laughs> so today i uh i pulled out a guitar and i'm sorry we started talking about you and now we're gonna talk about me <laughs> um, he does this all the time I really just like talking. So um, <laughs> so today I pulled out one of my guitars that I hadn't played in weeks. Cat's coming out. With a toy. With yeah, a toy. she's so got a toy. She cute. wants to play. Oh, my God. Look at that. <laughs> Nothing makes had, me happier you than did that. did give her attention today. I did, and I think she wants more. <laughs> Owen, my roommate and I, Owen, we put uh, solar lights on her catio last night. So the lights are on for her. She can go outside. Nice. But she wants to hang out. She wants to meet you. She's all, she's all about the hang. <laughs> um, so what I was getting towards is I, I pulled out a guitar that I hadn't played in like two or three weeks. And I pulled it out. And I was playing it. And I was like, something smells off. And I was like, I've never had that while playing guitar. I noticed it was my strap. And I don't sweat, as the two of you know, and now you know. You don't sweat. I don't sweat. And most people say, oh, that's a wonderful thing. But I don't think it is. I think it's probably a bad thing. But <laughs> So I was sitting there. I was like, I have to clean the strap. Has anyone here ever cleaned a guitar strap? Uh-uh. Exactly. I so I had no idea where to start because there are, like, I don't have leather on my guitar strap, but there's fake leather on it. I didn't know where to start. Um, I, I figured it. Do you guys have any tips? Uh, did you did did you Google it? I did, and there's not really much. <laughs> really, shocking. What is your guitar strap made out of? Uh, it's 
think it's like some type of cotton. It's it's a custom strap from somewhere in California. You could just like get like that like fabric spray. Just yeah. like, so here's yeah. the funny thing is the first thing I did was I just lightly washed it, hand washed it right. with uh, just laundry detergent, and right. it still smelled off. And so then I did that, the softener or whatever it's called, and it still smells off. I have no fucking clue what to do. And if it were just a regular strap that was like 20 bucks, I'd just throw it away and get a new one. But it's custom, so I don't want to do that. Can you please take it into Guitar Center and just like go to the tech desk <laughs> and be like, can you clean my strap, please? <laughs> I'll think about it. <laughs> I would love to see their fucking face when you walk in with a strap. Like, I need you to clean it smells this off. for me. <laughs> yeah, here, smell it. Is it what still, can I do about that? Is it still Ryan at the... No, okay. I was going to say, I'll wear my Memphis Mayfire shirt. Like, the original. I got this at, like, one of their first shows. Yeah, definitely don't wear that around him. I won't. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I just wanted to see if anybody had any... Uh, if you have any tips on how to clean yeah, straps, email us. email us, please. We really want emails. Yeah, it's just, so bad. It's We've such only a gotten one email ever. Wasn't that from a guest? Yeah. Wasn't that from Brian? During the show. Yeah, Brian emailed us <laughs> during the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if anybody wants the Wi-Fi password, it's no Hagen's allowed. <laughs> the N is capitalized. I'm upset. <laughs> I didn't set it. <laughs> Should I be honored, I guess, that Owen thought about me then? Sure. Okay. Did he te- I think he texted me no Hagen's allowed one day. Anyway, um so <laughs> That's not back why to we're here. back to the uh the, back to the idea of Rose Garden being a new band. It is a new band, but you've had the, like these songs written for a while, right? Uh, yeah, the step up the chopping block, yeah. It's yeah. like four years old at this point. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing the Facebook page for Rose Garden Funeral Party a while ago, like before you guys really started kicking things off. It was in. It was on January 11th that we uh, debuted this lineup, mm-hmm. and so when people ask me how long the band's been around, I just you say that. I say January 11th. That's awesome. 2018. Uh, 2018. Yes. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, it just doesn't. It. What we weren't doing anything before that. Right. Yeah. So you you wrote these songs. They've, they're on the first record. They've been. They're four years old. Oh, some of them. Some of them, some of them are a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. But like "Ill and Getting Worse," I wrote maybe five years ago. Wow. There's several different versions of that. I've actually got one that was recorded at uh, Sunset Sound in L.A. that has an orchestra behind it. What? Yeah, it's so cool. <laughs> it is awesome. so cool, and I'm never gonna release it. And it's just mine. And then when I die, there will be some like crazy <laughs> super fan, and they. I found this hidden track. <laughs> it's going to make somebody some money. Imagine what that's going to be like in whatever, 50 years, uh, finding a hidden track. Whereas like nowadays you can find a physical and you're like, holy Here's shit, it's I'm a Japanese do. version of what you might call it. They're going to find your hard drive. I'm gonna put, no, better than that. I'm going to put all of my like best work that I never release on a fucking eight track. There you go. <laughs> Just leave it like in a time capsule. It's gonna be entirely. Have fun obsolete. with that, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, you try and play this eight track in the year twenty sixty eight. She's calling it now. She's gonna die twenty sixty eight. Twenty sixty eight. Or someone will find it twenty sixty eight, and you'll be dead long before then. Yeah, true. Or after. Somebody email us in no, no, 2068 no, or 2069 <laughs> and tell us if this came true. Are you from the future and listening to this? Please. I don't feel like anyone's going to want to listen to this in 50 years. <laughs> if you think about it, anybody who listens to this is going to be in the future. Do you have one of those uh, one of those pick uh, holders on your key? Huh? Yeah, I do. Man, my mom got me one of those for Christmas like five years <laughs> They're ago. They're so resourceful. I have I don't carry picks any really? other way I, now. I bought one because of yours. Dude, I, you just put them in there, yeah. and yeah. then you have picks. I, I, yeah, it's I, incredible. And I then was, put them back. It's the <laughs> best thing. So, you have to remember to put them back, or it's a it's ringing just, endorsement. Yeah. I was so tired of just putting them in like that pocket and jeans. Oh yeah, the small pocket. Yeah, it's bullshit. What's then, the point of that pocket? Picks. I Lighters think, or but, picks? <laughs> like it's it's the rock and roll. Remember pocket. that they're in there. You never the remember. Pocket. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want that to go under. I wanted that to be known. It's the rock and roll pocket. Oh, it's the only two things that can fit in there. Yeah. Lighter and picks. And it's not comfortable to like, I guess. <laughs> put your thumb in it. If you're in Texas, you put your thumbs in things. 
So the cat's uh, back. So can you tell us about the current lineup? Yeah. So it's they're not here. No, they're not here. But they are the greatest people in the world. So on Don't worry, they're not gonna listen to this. No, I mean, even if they don't, I'll probably tell them to because listen, I talk really good about you guys, it'll be cool. But like um my bass player is my brother, and that's the coolest thing in the entire world because, you know, we have like an in, like a, kind of an innate connection, and so writing together is really fun. Like on the on the new record, like I actually play a lot of like lead guitar work, which I've never done before. That's awesome. And um, you know, so I'll come up with like like a, a riff or whatever, and and Will's bass line will always like mirror my part in a way but he'll harmonize with it so there are constant like counter melodies going on between will and i like our dynamic is really important i think to the to the sound of the band and i'm just so lucky to have him in there because he's been my best friend since birth and then my synthesis mika vanya brightheart and will farrier plays bass sorry (laughs) um but mika vanya brightheart is my best friend on planet earth and we write all the synth parts together, and you know he's really coming into his own as a synthesis. He's never played synthesizer in a band before until now, um, but he just is incredible and you know very committed to the band. And uh, Tate is a, an amazing person and so driven and wonderful, and you know he's very headstrong and like takes charge of situations, which you know, in the same way. So we play off each other in a way that just makes the band stronger. So I couldn't be luckier to have my boys. So what is it like liking the people in your band? <laughs> I was, I, what it's I was, new for me too, honestly. <laughs> what I was going to say is I've never heard someone say synthesis before. Really? I've someone always, else said that to me the other day. I've always heard synth player. Oh yeah, pianist. There you go. Pianist. Pianist. <laughs> pianist. My bad guys. <laughs> I like We're all you know I like twelve. I, I like I like some people that I play in a band with, but uh, not all of them. So I agree with Jackson's sentiment. It must be nice to. I like. mean, it's frustrating. Like like everybody has frustrating <laughs> characteristics about them. Well, it's like, like I mean, it's like you always will get frustrated by everybody. I doubt right. there's a single person on this like around you that won't always be perfect like, like there's no way that they're always going to be perfect and yeah gonna and in case, adam's perfect and in case my bandmates Thanks. listen to this the thing that i hate most That's in the frustrating fucking world is when you don't fucking respond to the group text guys i hate it so much <laughs> like, i'm in a band with two people who pretty much don't respond to the group I, chat especially will, like hours later and no, that's so frustrating it's no response like i'll send something in there and i'll be like hey can you guys do this on this date nothing and then someone will say something like where's the key to the rehearsal space i'm like holy crap answer my question <laughs> it's horrible hey jackson you should check the group me because i think there's some messages in there you haven't responded to <laughs> <laughs> no it's just a picture of my cat <laughs> she looks so pretty what's her name no we'll get to that later don't we worry about it don't. Um, <laughs> so uh I let it slide by, but um, what's it like playing songs that are, I, I mean, in a songs, like if you think about it, like the Beatles were only a band for eight years. Mm-hmm. So songs being four years old, that's kind of in the span of an artist that mm-hmm. can feel like eternity, even right. if it, in you know, actual time, it's not that long. Yeah. How does it feel playing stuff that's, you know, that have you changed it at all to revamp yeah. it? No, I mean, like, we haven't particularly revamped it. Uh, the The thing is, for me, like, playing songs that are older, the, so basically, um, when I write songs, it's kind of like my way of coping with something that happened, because I'm a bottler. So, like, when something bad happens, I write it, like, I write a song about it, and then it's, like, in this bottle. So I never feel that negative emotion from what happened, unless, and until I'm playing those songs. So playing songs written about something that affected me heavy enough to write a song that I still am playing, like, it just opens up that wound again, and which is kind of what Rose Garden Funeral Party is. Rose Garden Funeral Party is, like, and it's it's an emotional experience, and that's why, like, I, I like, I, I lose my shit live sometimes, and that's, like, kind of the whole aspect of it is that it's a place for people to like like let their walls 
fall down. No. And yeah, so playing songs that are super old is the same as playing songs that are super new. They're, other than the fact that like I don't want to play them, I want to play new stuff. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, at least you don't lose picks live. <laughs> I definitely do. Because no, I don't think there. <laughs> I don't think there are any picks in here right now. No, there aren't. <laughs> Well, if anyone wants to donate, we'll start a GoFundMe. Yeah. And the only currency will be picks. <laughs> um, I don't know what gauge you play, but we'll we'll figure it out. Anything's welcome. I know what the picks look like, but I couldn't tell you anything about. Same them. here. Mine are just <laughs> black. Like That's I have, about it. I have these. This is really good for an audio only. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. These are these are great picks. Can you hear it? Apparently those are the same picks that Jimmy Page uses. I didn't know that until someone was like, these are the same picks Jimmy Page uses. Like really like, oh, picks, great. So. <laughs> exactly. I was like, sweet, I must be just as good as Jimmy Page. That's you what should, that means. You uh, should yeah. use the picks that uh, Brian May uses. He uses, um, what are they? It's like a five pence coin from oh, Queen. Right. What? Yeah. He plays uh, the lightest gauge strings I've ever heard. And then he also plays with a coin, uh, which the uh, American equivalent is, he said, a dime. But here's the kicker. He doesn't play certain year coins. His certain, I forgot the years, but it's from like 1930 to 1960. He won't he play He actually anything. plays with a coin? Look it up. The serrated edges. Uh, the new pence coin, five pence coin does not. Uh, I've, done have it the, th- I've done that at house shows because I had to. But like, <laughs> I've never... He said the reason why is it gives him a nice, like, pluck. I don't know. Yeah, all right. Hey, Queen... That's absurd. I'm sorry. Queen is probably a good band. I mean, I've never heard a song, but, you know, I've heard I don't a like, song. I don't like Queen. I really don't. Why are you sighing? You don't know Queen. Yeah, you don't you know that. heard a Queen song. I'm done. Put your headphones back on. Come on, buddy. Everybody wants to crucify me for that. I just can't stand the big vocals. Hey, what's your favorite band? Chorus. We're not. Why are we there yet? No. No, this is different. Favorite band? I can't pick a favorite band. Okay. Do you like the Beatles? Influential. Oh, I grew up on the Beatles. I know every lyric to every single Beatles song. I'm sorry. I'm that kid, dude. I don't like the Beatles, and that's not me just saying that because she didn't give an answer for my brother. My brother was in a Beatles tribute band for ten years. That's really unfortunate. (laughs) He'll never get those ten years back. I was going to say that's almost longer than the Beatles, right? It made him an amazing musician. That's what it did. It made him a really good musician. Yeah, that's really great because it didn't make Ringo Starr a great musician. Being you, in the have Beatles. you seen that interview where they're like, "So do you guys think that Ringo's the best drummer of all time?" And fucking Paul McCartney, who's such a dick, yeah. is like, he's like, he's not even the best drummer in the Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Ringo's a, sitting right there. Paul McCartney's a better drummer than him. Did you? Yeah, I get it, but I don't like Paul McCartney. Did you? Uh, I don't think you like anybody John does. Lennon? Uh, not as much as I'm George Harrison. Yeah, George, Har- George, George Harrison Harrison's is my favorite. Uh, did you see that interview that Quincy Jones did on Vulture, where he just like fucking let loose and started talking about the JFK assassination because he like no. knows like what That's happened. Great. Holy crap! But anyway, uh, the interview goes on to talk about the Beatles because he worked with the Beatles, right. and there was a, a song that they're, they're tracking drums for, and Ringo Starr could not nail the drum part for like two hours and <laughs> Quincy Jones was like Quincy Jones, okay, he, was, he was like man go take a break go have some tea something like that and he calls in a jazz drummer who's like working in the same studio and he nails the part in like five minutes and then Ringo comes back and listens back and he's like oh man that sounds so great and Quincy Jones goes yeah because it's not you <laughs> And then he ends the whole quote like in this interview. He just told the story, and then he ends the quote by going, "Great guy, though, super nice guy, <laughs> super nice guy." That's that's me. So I guess the lesson is don't go to jazz school. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You got to jump from here to there sometime, man. The Some, earth is flat. Don't um, go to jazz school. Don't go to jazz school. Um, use five pence coins. Coins to play guitar. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. I'm not hopping on that train. I'm not. I've played with quarters before. It is no fun. 
Well, that does all, that's all. He doesn't play with something that thick. It's a dime. But still, it's still a metal thing. Yeah. I just can't. Well, my brother's got a carbon fiber pick. Oh, yeah. Those are interesting. <laughs> I hate that thing. They have, like, carbon fiber drumsticks and, like, like drumsticks that are made from metals and stuff like that, Do too. they weigh, like, zero pounds? Yeah, they I suck. can't even I imagine playing they're with a, that. They're a nightmare. They have, like, the rebound on them is super weird. I can't stand them. Yeah. Jeez. Stop making this about you, Hagen. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. What do you What do you want to talk about, Jackson? Um, I don't know. My cat's making me super nervous. I'm just waiting for her to fuck something up. She tends to do that. So uh, you're recording a new album, or you finished recording just it? Finished so you're recording it, yeah. a new album, um, <laughs> or you're just finishing one? I'm really glad that we're doing this right now, Jackson. I like you a lot. That's okay. You'll be gone for two weeks. <laughs> You just finished recording it. <laughs> we just finished mixing it. Okay, awesome. Yeah. yeah, I saw you were in Austin for that, right? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Where where did you go mix it? Uh, we mixed it with our friend CJ Bills, who drummed for us on our uh, spring tour. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, he's gonna. I think he's gonna drum for us on our fall tour, but he can't do our summer tour. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going to lose my shit on my cat. I don't know if you guys can hear this, but she's You have running. headphones on. You should be able to tell if they can hear it. I have Fuck off. I have, she's running around with a bell. Hagen, there's an infinite amount of toys with bells on them. She's blind. That's kind of her shit. Put it in the basket. In the, she's in the bike. blind. It's kind of her oh, shit. can't breathe. <laughs> Well, I'm leaving this end. She's basically, yeah. (laughs) She doesn't have good eyesight. The person who's allergic to cats is picking the cat up now. Oh, don't hold her like that. (laughs) He's holding her by the neck. Don't do that, Hagen. Trying to kill your cat. Oh, my God. Trying to have a good podcast here. To be clear, he was holding her by her feet. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear... You just finished mixing the album. She found another toy that's loud. <laughs> so, uh, is, we'll it, it's a, it. is it a full length album? Yeah. Okay. It's eight songs. Okay, no, I have nothing to say to that. I was, I was going to get what into. What were you going to. What, what was yeah. that? Where was that going to go? I was having an aneurysm, obviously. <laughs> how, uh, how long did it take you guys to track it? Uh, we recorded it in three days and we mixed it in two days. Hell yeah. yeah. Eight songs. <laughs> I move really fast. I can't move slowly because then, you know, it gets boring. You can't tell right now, but she's moving really fast back and forth. And it no, just looks normal I, can, I, I watched The Flash. I could see that shit. Yeah, but that's a TV budget. This is real life. No, I know what's going on. <laughs> that's fair. Um, how you doing over there? I'm good. Cool. Cool, cool. I'm really... I, um, <laughs> Cool. Cool. Cool, 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 <laughs> Guys, here there's a new Bill and Ted's coming out. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Third one. <laughs> Those movies were great. What happened to the, the notes you had? Uh, they're on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is the beauty of technology. Um, You're recording a new album? <laughs> um, So... We were talking about you guys being fairly new, um, and that first album, Chopping Block, came out, and at least it got put up on Bandcamp in, March. in April. Oh, well, it came out in oh March, but I didn't get it to Bandcamp until later. Well, there you go. But the thing I is, was it was as recorded. Soon as I said that. Yeah, it was recorded like a year and a half prior to its release. So that makes sense why so that, you're going so fast. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and we released a live album on Record Store Day, which. Was Damn. recorded by David Wilson at Double Wide, which is just amazing. You're going down my list without me having to bring oh, it up. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It's no, just going to... You should have done this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Martyr is the name of the new record, and it's, it'll, it'll be out in September, maybe. <laughs> maybe? Maybe. It depends. There's some um, some like really cool things in the works with us with some major record labels, because we're touring... Um, we're we're touring all of July and then we go on a forty date tour in September. Holy shit! Yeah. Hey, if you want anyone to hang out, I don't have a job, so 
I would love to go on tour. Really? Yeah. You play drums? Fuck no. <laughs> I play drums. Yeah? Can you go on a 40-day tour, though? Uh, so you just finished recording. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one can. It's like, a, it's like a difficult thing to find, man. You're like, hey, look, my my drummer from my band can't go on tour. Can you magically leave your life for 40 days yeah. to become a drummer in a band that when you return home, you won't be the drummer in? Yeah. No. That's rough. But we've got we've got some people that are willing to do it. We've got some people that are crazy enough to go. <laughs> Hagen, do you want to leave for forty days and not be a drummer in one of your bands when you get back? <sighs> I don't know if I want to leave for forty days. It's a long time to sleep in a van, which is what we do. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hagen snores. I so. do. I haven't warned. I'll have to edit this out, but Hagen snores. Why will you have to edit that out? I don't care if yeah, the why are you gonna have that. To, I don't want to hurt your feelings, man. My feelings have been hurt many times in this podcast, and you haven't edited it out. <laughs> well, I'll go back and do that then. It's too late, dude. No. Nah. Hurt my feelings. I won't upload the new file. It's fine. Okay. There's Adam, no what edit. did you say? Did you say something? No. He's got a drum mic. Killing it. Oh, can that drum <laughs> mic go on tour with you for 40 days? That might <laughs> That's help. That's all we need. <laughs> I have two of them. You can borrow one of them. It's like three. having two drummers, man. <laughs> she gets set it. two drum mics up on the stage. Like, That's all we need, right? Exactly. Um, That's a drummer. I don't know if this is intentional, but um, I like to think it is. And if it's not, you're going to look real dumb here. Um, <laughs> okay. here so, what? what a great setup. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've ever attacked a guest. Who I don't know. <laughs> any, if you look, listen back to any episode before this, anyone I attack, I know in some sense, but I don't know Leah at all. So that was definitely that was mean. Fine, keep that Everybody in. take notes. Jackson was mean today. <laughs> I coughed away from the mic. Don't worry, you could still hear it. Um, you also mentioned it. You guys remember when I said I was tired before this? Yeah. Yeah, you're doing great. Thank you. You want to be mean to Leah now? Yeah, sure. So, um, Give me their best shot, dude. No, nah, it, it's not me. Um, so, uh, you know, preparing for this kind of stuff, you go naturally, you go through uh, social media, and obviously you see the artwork and whatnot. So what I notice, uh, and I always notice this stuff because I always... I'm a fan of physical media and looking at the art. I know nowadays it's really easy to just like, oh, listen to this song and, well, it's on my iTunes so it doesn't have artwork, that kind of shit, and just really disconnect yourself from it. But So I noticed with, uh, and granted, you only have the live album, the Chopping Block album, and you have some single covers out. They're all black and white. Mm -hmm. And then when I was looking through the Instagram, it was all a deeper purple, kind of like darkish blue Mm-hmm. Tones, and I was wondering if there, there. I guess when you get down to like talking about shoegaze, I guess there is always, or even the eighties. What did you say? Post punk. Eighties post punk. Um, <laughs> I would say that there always is a dark gothic. Uh, yeah. I guess aesthetic towards it. Right. Yeah. So the all of the singles covers are black and white uh, with some red accents, and then. Um, the chopping block is all black and white and then the live album where we're playing most of the chopping block is all black and white with red accents now martyr is going to have a completely different color scheme so basically i'm defining each like collection around a record with the color scheme so martyr is also going to have three singles and then the record and then a live album of us performing martyr with a couple of songs like new songs off of the next record, which I already have a title for and it's already being written. So we're like basically trying to define certain eras because it's very important to me that uh, I reinvent myself with every record. So I'm not going to like say too much about what this record sounds like because I want people to, you know, want to listen to it. But Is it so, 80s post-punk? so it's, um, it's, it's, it could not be more different than the chopping block. Um, it is way more our live experience than it is a, a like 
whatever that was. I'm not a fan of our first record, to be perfectly honest. Oh, shit. Hot take. <laughs> but, yeah, it, the reason we do that color scheme thing is we're trying to define eras. So, you know, it's like the Chopping Block era or the Martyr era or the you know next album's era. Yeah, kind of car- compartmentalize right. it, have chapters. One of the bands that I love more than any, like, or one of my favorite bands, I guess it's an easier Here way to is. say it. One of them, not the favorite band, just one of them. For this. <laughs> uh, the Horrors uh, are one of my favorites because they've redefined themselves with every record. I mean, completely so. Like, their first record's this, like, crazy psychopunk thing. And then they've got a shoegaze record, and then they've got, like, a synth-pop record, and then, like, a complete, like, new goth record. It's just been cool. And I like all those genres, so. You're off the hook on this one, because I don't know who they are. Oh, awesome. (laughs) Off the hook? What the fuck? What does that mean? Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry, you're off the chain on this one. Did I do it? Hey, and do you know the horrors? Hagen doesn't listen to good music. <laughs> I feel like you know who they are, at least. So maybe he does know the horrors. Yes. Horrors. Burn. Like... <sighs> no, yeah. I don't know who the horrors are. Dude, they're really good. You should check them out. Say, you were taking way too long to actually know who they were. Yeah. So I was like, he's got to know. I don't know either, but... That's what I thought. My biggest regret no. in life is that our listeners will never get to see the disappointment in Hagen's face every episode when I interrupt. <laughs> he interrupts all the time. I'm very lonely. I don't have a job right now. <laughs> I just hang out with my cat, and she's obviously not happy just running around ape shit when people come over. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what else I got on this. What do you? What? But yeah, as far as my like favorite <laughs> band goes, like that kind of depends on the record that I'm writing because I'm really selective about the music I let myself hear because whatever you take in is what you put out. So I make sure that like I made sure that when I was recording Martyr, I was listening to White Lies, Interpol, and Editors, and then Interpol's coming to town. I know, and Tickets I'm gonna be on, on tour. I'm gonna be on tour. It's gonna days. suck. And Swirlies is coming, and like with nothing. And... Isn't that a thing bullies do? <laughs> yeah, okay. it is. It's a shoegaze band though. You're old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't you give me a wet willy the other day? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. And I still plan on doing it during a show one time. Please don't. I'm going to run up and we're going to I feel gonna like act- that's, that's not going to end well. Please well, we're gonna, he's going to think, oh, Jackson's really into this. He's getting really close to me. We're quote unquote jamming, which I don't do. I don't and do then I'm going to just real quick, <laughs> mm, right in the air. Please don't give me a wet willy while we're playing live. Okay. <laughs> he's winking very aggressively. Okay. Um, I can't wait. I think uh, I, I think next record I record, I'm not going to listen to any music while I'm doing it. Oh, I you're very that. you're right that like uh, whatever you listen to, it's hard to not uh, write that. Yeah, but I find that it's what you've been listening to for like a year, because like I I was listening to those bands and I was like, okay, sweet, like now this record's going to sound like those bands, and that's the direction I want to take this record, so it'll be really cool, and then. I listened back to it, and it just kind of... The new record sounds very, very 80s. Not new, like, revivalist 80s, like I kind of was going for, but it's, like, very... Like, like 1880s? Tra- no. Like, very <laughs> traditional, like, goth music is what it ended up sounding like. So, when and, like, about a Gothic year ago... Era? That was, like, 1880s, right? <laughs> oh, my God. No. No. no I, stu- I don't I st- think that st- was right. I, I'm going I'm to go ahead and just stop you. No. I studied... I, I took... Years of music history classes. No, you're wrong. I'm having a good time. I feel good. Wow, I care so much if Jackson's having a good time. Yeah, this podcast is all about you. This is like hinging on Jackson. There was the one episode he almost passed out. It was maybe the worst episode ever. So he just got up and walked away. He asked. He asked our guest a question and then walked away. (laughs) That's why this fan is right here because during the summer it's really hot in here. So. Did they answer the question? Yeah, because it Probably. was it was it was a it was for Seafire and uh, way to go. What, well, you could just fucking listen to it. We <laughs> you ta- can we listen to it and tell it. that you disappeared. We called you out when you got up. Thanks uh, for driving all the way to come hang out with us, Leah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's uh, a pleasure. <laughs> uh, 
done tour stories? No. Uh, I'm not done yet. <laughs> He's got to ask a question Always and then walk away. I like. I just wanted to comment saying I like the idea of, you know, I, I could never do it, but having the color scheme for certain things. Oh, thanks. Um, uh, Jack White does it yeah. on each of his, like, I knew you were going to mention that. I mean, dude's so versatile and creative. Even if you don't like the music, which is totally fine, you can't. It's like the yeah, whatever. But uh, I was going to say something good about the Beatles. Yeah, I was, (laughs) and then I immediately dropped it because I was like, wait, I don't want to like compliment them on air ever. (laughs) So, (laughs) or in general, right? Yeah. I think, I think Happiness is a Warm Gun is an amazing song. Yes, it is. And it led to Paranoid Android, so I cannot talk shit on that song. So, that's a Radiohead song. Oh, is that one of your favorite bands? They're pretty good. Boo. I got some of their master tape in that uh, room over there. That's cool. You and everybody else. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Creep might, might be on there, Adam. <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to go into what I was going to say about Jack White. Tour stories. So, when we started the podcast, the idea was to have uh, the idea was to have guests on who are touring bands talk about you know their tour experience stuff like that and turn to local bands. So now we ask what your favorite tour stories are, highs and lows. Start with either one. Okay, I'll start with the worst thing ever. Yes. <laughs> okay. So. On our last tour through Cal, like from, you know, we did a couple dates in Texas and then we shot over to California and we spent like two weeks touring in California. Our first date in California was at Slab City. Do you guys know what Slab City is? No. Oh, yeah, I love Slab City. Shut the fuck up. No, really, this is like a thing. This is like a really cool thing. You guys know what Salvation or Love Mountain is? That big painted mountainside, the big cross on it. It's out in the middle of the desert. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. no. Sounds like fake news. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> I would show you, but I'll, I'll look it up. Okay, Audio. so this is... No, it can wait. The love mountain thing doesn't matter. Okay, so here we go. You could describe it. So She just described I it. I just did. <laughs> That's fair. Okay. And I was listening. So Slab so. City is an, an anarchist society built upon the abandoned barracks of a nuclear bomb testing facility and it is halfway the coolest place you've ever been in your entire life and halfway the scariest place you've ever been in your entire life so we show up we're late we're supposed to play at 7 30 because you don't want to be in slap city after the sun goes down because there are people there that are like really true genuine beautiful hippies and then there are people there who are like really, really scary methods who have guns and they're out there because they want to be alone. So you get two kinds of people. So the goal is in Slab City to be done before the sun really goes down. So like be done before like 10 o'clock. So we get there, we're late, we're like just loading up. So the stage is like this giant like slab of plywood out in the middle of the desert with all these soft spots in it. And Mika had forgotten his keyboard stand a couple of venues back. So... Instead of a keyboard stand, we were building him a keyboard stand, like, out of my flight cases. And um, Mika was set up, like, right next to the soft spot, and my Marshall was set up right next to him. The whole time we were playing, like, my fucking Marshall was, like, almost falling off the stage, and so was Mika. But anyway, (laughs) so we get to start playing, and I only brought one guitar on tour because I don't have a ton of guitars. And... I immediately break a string, like, going into the second song so badly that I, like, was just like, okay, guys, stop. Like, I can't, I can't play it without this string. I was like, does anybody happen to have a guitar? Because the, the band that we were on um, tour with, they only played, like, seven strings in, like, really weird tuning. And I play in standard. And so I'm like, nope, because no one's here. And we're in the middle of the desert, and it's just us and bugs. And, like, this lady comes out of the back of the fucking, like, trailer park behind the venue holding this, like, white American Standard Telecaster. And she, like, brings it up to the stage. And I'm like, this is so cool. I've wanted one this whole tour. And, like, it was awesome until I realized that the action was, like, an inch and a half off the neck. (laughs) And the neck was, like, bowed out like this. (laughs) So the whole set, like, I'm just, like, like, just, like, muscles, like, 
pumping, like trying to fucking play this set. There's a video of it on YouTube somewhere, and it sounds like that sound when you're playing Guitar Hero and you're missing notes. That's like that's what the guitar sounds like the whole time. So we get off stage, and I'm loading out gear, and this guy is just sitting there with this like vacant look on his face, and I'm like, all right. Hey, buddy. Like, as I was passing him by, and he's, like, dressed all in black, and he's got a backpack on and, like, all these weird, like, satchels tied to his legs. And I'm like, how you doing, man? As I pass by him, he just looks at me and flashes this, like, giant smile. It was really scary. So I, like, walk back to the van. I, like, put my amp out in the trailer. I'm coming back out. And he, like, purposely, like, bumps his shoulder into mine. And I'm like, whoa, man. Like, sorry. I didn't mean to bump into you. He's like, hey. I'll fucking kill you. And I was like, shit. So I like got my fucking amp, threw it in the trailer, rounded up the boys, and we fucking left. And that's Slap City. It's Holy insane. Like, it's insane. You should have said, hey, man, I'll fucking kill you too. <laughs> no. I don't think that would help. I couldn't have taken advice. him. He had, like, he had like a big gun like just slung over his shoulder. Holy wow. Shit. You left Are you that sure part you out? weren't in This is all I have. This is this little switchblade. Ah, Hagen knew what I was going to say. <laughs> wow. I like that guy. Hagen, not the <laughs> not, Mad not, Max not guy. The, oh, no, that that's guy. exactly what it's like. Yes. It's, I got the reaction. You didn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's so, what it's like, dude. So, uh, any any uppers on tour or you want to tell another downer? <laughs> one time that, that was a horrible way of phrasing no, it. I'm dude, sorry. Time, okay, when we were in Oakland, like we realized we were like way too trusting on tour at this point. Because we're like in Oakland and the sound lady at the place that we had played, like I was like, let's all go get like night breakfast. And we like met some strangers through backpacking. I was like, everybody just get in the van. Like, and let's go get breakfast. It's like three AM. So we all like go to Denny's with these strangers. And then, like, the sound ladies, like, the backpackers are really cool. They're sweet. Um, but the, the sound ladies, like, hey, so, like, you guys can stay at my place tonight. I'm like, all right, sweet. She's like, I've got plenty of room. It'll be great. So I'm like, all right, awesome. So she drives us into, like, the, like, worst part of Oakland you could possibly imagine. <laughs> I mean, that's most of Oakland. So. No, I mean, like, really bad. Like, where it looks like... All of the buildings are like caving in on each other and they're like all made of sheet metal, like that bad. I think they call that a slum. Yeah. So we're like, <laughs> badass, this is awesome. We're tired and there's probably couches. And so, like, we park the van and I go inside to go claim a couch and dude, like, spray painted on the walls and stuff were all these like Helter weird Skelter. gang signs. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And it turned out that she was an anarcho feminist. And, like, a spray painted on one of the walls in the back room. It said, all white men must die. Hell and I was, yeah. I Are was like... Are we safe to leave this in? I was like, I was like, oh, my God. So my tour drummer, CJ Bills, and Mika went out to go buy some beer while Will and I were, like, getting ready for bed. And they, like... They, like, are out, and they almost get mugged twice. Oh, wow. Like, Nico almost got stabbed. He goes back to the thing. He, like, wakes me up. He's like, hey, we gotta go. And I'm like, what? No, it's CJ that woke me up. He's like, hey, we gotta go. And he's like, all white menace dies, like, spray painted on the wall. And there's just, like, tons of gang signs, like, everywhere. Like, we have to leave now. <laughs> so, I was like, nah, dude, like, I just want to go to sleep. And he's like, get your fucking ass off the couch. We have to leave now. We're in a gang headquarters. And the lady, the sound lady was like, yeah, I've got an AK. And, like, talking wow. to us about her guns and stuff. And then she wouldn't let us enter, like, half the rooms in the place. And it was, like, this big That's garage area. It was so crazy. And you got a great night of sleep, huh? Yeah, we ended up in a Motel 6 about 4 a.m. <laughs> Jesus. Probably earlier than that, meaning, like, 5 a.m. Earlier in the next morning. <laughs> okay, I was going to yeah. say. I don't think the numbers add up there. <laughs> I get it. Huh. So that was the high? No. Definitely not. The high, the best part of like the last tour we went on was um, after we played Bar Sinister in LA. So Bar Sinister in LA is like a music venue slash like bondage club, which Who the boys this tour? the boys had a lot of fun <laughs> there. 
I stayed with the merch. I need to know who booked this tour. Uh, Paragraph Taylor of Manifestive. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. You know Paragraph? Yeah, yeah, we've really, yeah. really. Okay, yeah, he's a super nice dude. He's my favorite. For, he just stayed at my apartment for like a couple days. Him and yeah. Eve, I love them so much. They were our tour mates. Okay, Manifest it was. So we're at. Um, we need to get them to book us a tour. This sounds we're like at, a ride. So we're at, we're at Club Bar Sinister, and like uh, we had just and I had been really worried because okay, so I'll back up. So the venue is in Hollywood. And it is absolutely the most beautiful venue I've ever seen in my life. It's like you walk down, you know, and like two buildings are next to each other and they have like the gate and a little like cobblestone pathway between the two buildings. You walk down one of those and you make a right and it opens up into this beautiful like cobblestone courtyard with like a fountain, like a a tiled fountain in the middle with all these candelabras like sticking out of the water. And then there's this giant stage that's lined in like deep teal velvet with like all these tassels. It's just gorgeous. And the ceilings are probably like 30 feet high. It's just like playing in like a church. It's insanely beautiful. And we, I was super worried about playing because like the crowd's like super kind of like elitist goth, like traditional goth. Um, and so I was worried we wouldn't be accepted. And then we were like, fucking everybody loved us and it was amazing and the room was packed and then afterwards you know like manifestive killed it and then we played with one of my favorite bands called spirit in the room and they were amazing and then afterward like after all the bands were done they played uh send me an angel by real life which is like one of my favorite songs and it was just it was one of the most incredible nights ever because it literally was the defining moment for every single member of Rose Garden Funeral Party. We all realized separately that night that we all wanted to move to LA. And we're moving to LA next January or next July. That's awesome. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, we're starting to like already define ourselves as an LA band. That's awesome. Like, nice. So we're spending um, more time touring and in like LA and the surrounding area, meaning like Oakland and um, San Francisco, Vallejo, California, uh, Monterey, Santa Cruz, like all of like the California like coast cities. Um, we're making like top priority in terms of touring because we're trying to like we want to already have a presence in California before we get there. Right. Because we don't want to get there as, like, a new band that has to, like, start over. We want to get there with, like, already some notoriety. Good idea. That's awesome. Thanks, man. Hey, hey, you ready? You ready? Okay. I'm always ready. Jesus. Hey! 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 Keep it going. Hey! Listen! Yes. Wait, I didn't hear it. What did it say? Motherfucker. Hey! Listen! Okay. Yeah, no. That sounds right. Is that what it says every week? Yeah. Oh, sick. What the fuck's wrong with you? Where you been? Uh, right here, man. Who's going first? <laughs> you. Oh, cool. Last week, you, you want me to go first? No, I'll go first. I'll go first. If Jackson goes first, Actually, we're going to yeah, be go here first, for a you while. Gotta, you yeah. Gotta, gotta I'm going to tear this up. Yeah. So, uh, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for this, guys. It happened. Coheed, Coheed and Cambria, Cambria. <laughs> released a new song, and I get to talk about it on this podcast. It's a good song. It's called uh, "The Dark Sentencer." It's uh, by Hagen. Hagen's walking away now. But, I was uh, about to do that too, but <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it too much. They, they released a new song. It's ten minutes long. That's of course what I it wanted, is. you know, and it's great. I'm really happy with it. I'm excited to see them in a couple months. Um, I found this uh, really um, funny uh, band. I guess the band's not funny, but it's a funny song. Uh, it's a band from Sub Pop. They're really small, which is such a bummer. So check them out. They're called Shy Boy. The song that I love was called Take the Doggy. I thought it was a joke song for a while, and it's still stuck in my head. So it's definitely no joke. It's really funny, <laughs> and it's really good. Uh, I've also been listening to Taco Cat, uh, their uh, second album, NVM. Which I guess is a joke on Nevermind, the Nirvana album. Uh, also, Ghost released a new album. I think it's called Prequel. Prequel. I don't know. That one's pretty cool. I really liked it. Wow, that was that was 
Solid. That was really quick. Nice. Yeah, that was good. I might be longer. Thank you guys. I might be longer than you. Uh, I've been oh, listening. La da. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you had a good ending there, and. Oh no, I ruined it. No, that's all right. <laughs> uh, I've been listening to Parquet Court's new album, Wide Awake. Uh, it's been pretty good. I don't know much about them. I haven't heard of them that much until recently. Uh, but that got me into another album that they did with a composer I mentioned before, Daniel Lupe, or Lupe or somebody. I don't know how to say his name. Sorry, Hagen. You look offended. <laughs> you look what offended. The fuck. You look offended by that. So I'm just tired, man. <laughs> um, but he's the guy who did the album with Jack White that I mentioned before, and he did another album with them called Milano that was really good. Um, and I've really liked that. It came out last October, but I just found out about it. And yeah, really good. Just indie rock stuff with a couple different influences going on. Three different songs. Who's going next? There, Hagen. I'll go next. Uh, I've been in like a really weird pop kick lately. Uh, it's so true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dua Lipa. She's a really, really great pop singer. Uh, she has one like really big song um, called New Rules, but um, her whole album, her whole self-titled album is just really, really solid. And uh, she did like a couple of live session records that are really, really cool too. She's just an amazing singer. Um, I really like Paramore's new album. I, the, just that the single Hard Times got me, and I was like, I, I'll try their whole album, and I thought it was really good. Uh, I've always been a fan of George Ezra. I mean, not always. This is his second album. But, um, I mean, he's he's 24, and he released this his new album, and uh, Staying at Tomorrow's, and uh, that album became, like, number one, like, within a week of being out. Like, it, it, it blew up so fast. Um and then last week I saw one of our old guests, Terror Collective, play in Fort Worth. And um, they were playing with these two bands that were on tour together. Um, one's called Makari. And um, if anybody likes, this is not pop, but if anybody likes like old uh, kind of hardcore emo shit from the early 2000s. Like Inner like, Makari? No. <laughs> it inner is Shikari? It, it is different from Inner Shikari. But uh, anyone likes like Chiodos. Uh, Dance Gavin Dance Memphis Mayfire yep uh, Makari is definitely some shit to check out plus they still have some like newer influence from that similar style like kind of heavier math rock stuff um, and then the other band they were on tour with was this guy named Kurt Travis who is the singer of this band called Eternity Forever and Eternity Forever my boyfriend loves Eternity Forever I think so fucking good I think he's talked <laughs> about she thinks they, they were a band for like it's either seconds. that he also yeah, yeah 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 and he also loves Dance Gavin Dance so I'm not, much I'm not a big, I'm not a big yeah. fan of that kind of music at all but yeah, and Param- he loves Paramore it sucks I'm not a big Paramore dance... does suck <laughs> I'm, not a, I'm not a big Dance Gavin Dance fan but uh, Enter, Enter, uh, Eternity Forever that that band was a band for like two seconds. It was like almost like a super group of people from the math rock scene. And they made one EP that's like four songs, super short and it's amazing. And then they all hate each other and broke up. But the singer got uh, another math rock band called uh, televangelist to go on tour with him as the backing band. So he sang the whole album and then he played his solo stuff and it was cool. But I imagine a, um, a math rock super group is just the Chon guys and another and another name because no, I couldn't the, name a, another math rock group. Polyphia, Covet. Those are the first three that you should know. I should know Polyphia. Is that the ride, <laughs> slow dive, and MBV of math rock? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, there are other really, really big names. I mean, like, I would argue American football can definitely be considered math rock. You like TTNG? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm glad that we got through that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Leah. She mentioned Ride. Uh, They're really good. I saw them live. They were killer. You saw Ride? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. They were um, awesome. So I listen to a combination of like pop rock bands and trad goth music. So basically, like, and new goth. So I listen to a lot of uh, like The Birthday Party, Bauhaus, Einstutzen and Neubauten. Uh, which is a German industrial band from the early 80s that uh, had Blixa Bargeld in it. Um, and he later became a member of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Um, I love the Bat Cave and Specimen and Sisters of Mercy and uh, Joy Division and all of those like 
really like uh, kind of pioneers of gothic music. And then like in order to balance that out, in order to make my shit a little bit more marketable, I <laughs> I forced myself to listen to um, Nothing But Thieves, Foles, The Killers, which I don't care what anybody says about The Killers. I think they're amazing. Do you like their new record? I have not heard it, to be honest what with you. What about the one before it? Um, I really am very selective about the songs I know by The Killers. I listen to them. It's like it's like what we talked about earlier about how what you put out is what you take in, right? So I listen to their hits and I take like tips from what they're doing and let it influence what I'm doing. Like they use a lot of like sub bass, right? Like mm-hmm. really like octave sub bass. Yeah. And so like on the new record there's a lot of that octave sub bass because it's like a common element in pop music. So basically what the end goal of like Rose Garden Funeral Party for me is is bringing um, like those pop elements to meaningful music like a band that I think that does that perfectly that is incredible and is what I want to end up doing is She Wants Revenge their album This Is Forever like no one ever talks about that band I know and it drives me crazy I walked past a bar on Fry Street the other night and they were playing um I want to tear you apart or whatever yeah, it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, fuck, this is a great song. They are so good. She Wants Revenge is amazing. And yeah, that's what I'm looking are. to... I'm, I'm looking to do something more in that direction for the the third record. Um, but the... Spoilers. The Yeah, spoilers. The band that um, inspired me most and that I listen to constantly 100% of the time, and which is probably my favorite band of all time, is a band called White Lies. I think that every song that they've ever released, ever, is perfect. And I normally never feel that way. But they've blown me away, and I couldn't love them more. I but, really couldn't. But have you heard the new Coheed song? You know, dude, <laughs> it's not really my trip. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay. I can't even, I don't even know. if I, Every time I, like, a band name sounds familiar, I just assume that Mika has told me about it, and he likes it. So maybe he likes Coheed. I did watch that that uh, NASA video with the orchestra really behind good. it. It was really cool. I thought the funniest the funniest part to me was actually watching like a big fucking prog metal drummer playing on a cajon. That's what he does. <laughs> like, that's, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. I'm not going to get into it, but yeah. There's that that I, is I, really I, funny. There's nothing wrong with no, it. No, 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 no. It, yeah. It's funny. Uh that band they used he used to not like when bands play acoustic they don't typically have the drummer there right, yeah. and like no one ever played acoustic except for the singer and the second guitarist mm-hmm. and now the whole band does acoustic yeah, sets together yeah yeah but they also had that orchestra behind them so it did make sense to add that little bit it's it's just it that is the only like downfall of that uh so for everyone uh Kohi played a song during uh, nasty, or NASA's like 60th or 50th. Nasty. <laughs> Gotta let it go. Um, NASA's like 50th or 60th anniversary, and they had a song that they played called Here to Mars. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, yeah, the drummer, like, I imagine what happened was, is they're like, you know, we got like, you know, like an actual orchestra behind us, like with drummers, like multiple, like, you don't need to be a part of it. And he's like, but but I want to. Well, like, how do you tell how, how do you tell your band member like, hey, I know like you know we're playing for NASA and this is kind of a cool, really big thing, but nah. Well, no matter what, I mean, like percussionists in an orchestra can make a piece sound really full, but they're not going to give that constant backbeat feel that like a drum like a, a drum set player would even on just a cajon. Sounds so, like they're not very good then. That was the. <laughs> Well, just the way that music is arranged, generally for orchestras, you tend to not like, there's not like a snare drum on two and four constantly throughout. So it's really nice to have, like, it was nice to see him on the cajon giving that constant backbeat throughout the song. I like him. Huh? I like that whole band. All right. I'm glad we, got, I'm glad we did that. That was for you, Jackson. That was for you. Thank you. It's not, this episode isn't about you, but this, th- that was for you. I think it is. I'm the one who edits it, so <laughs> I can make it about whatever I want. Uh, where are you guys playing soon? Uh, we're playing Legacy Hall on the 21st, and then... Of June? Bar- of June, yeah. And then Barracuda in Austin on the 22nd of June. 
with both uh, cool venues. Yeah, that's awesome. Really cool lineup in Austin. Follow us at, at Rose Garden Funeral. Yeah, I was going to say, where, thing. where can they find you? There we go. Yeah. Well, uh, before I say that, while we're still kind of on the subject about music I've been listening to, I just want to like talk about a couple of like really fast like local bands that I, I think they're amazing. And I want to like make sure whoever hears this, you know, takes note of. So Lorelai K is absolutely unbelievable. I don't know if you guys have seen her, mm-hmm. but she blows my mind and she's a massive inspiration to me. Um, Mother tongues is another one that like, I just, I couldn't love those people more, but also like they're one of the tightest, most like, well-structured and well-rehearsed bands I've seen in Dallas. I mean, every time I see them, like, I'm blown away by the songwriting alone. They're incredible. Does anybody know who's playing drums with them now? No, I do not. I was going to join Mother Tongues, but I just didn't have time. Yeah, they had a new lineup change, but yeah, yeah, they're still playing. Um, And then Aztec Death. Have you guys? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Aztec Death is beyond good. Aztec Death makes music that I wish I was making. <laughs> like, they are, like, absolutely by far my favorite local band. And then uh, Sub-Sahara. I think everybody listens to Sub-Sahara, but Sub-Sahara. That's a name that I've seen around a lot. But just Dude, they're incredible. They're incredible. Their song Bloody Gums Murphy is just... I listen to it, like, at least once a day. <laughs> it's amazing. So, yeah. Those are the local bands I want to mention. And then also... Um, Manifestive, spelled with a capital V and no E at the end, is one of the most incredible bands ever, and we're going to be going on tour with them in September. And then Starbenders is this is the band that we're going to be supporting in July. So all those bands are worth checking out. That's awesome. So what's your social media? Where can people find you, follow the band? Not uh, you specifically. Yeah. <laughs> so we are on Instagram at, at Rose Garden Funeral Party. Um, we are on Facebook at you know Facebook.com slash Rose Garden Funeral Party. Uh, Rose Garden is one word. And then uh, you can find us at RoseGardenFuneralParty.com on that. You can get our album. You can get all of our tour dates. Uh, watch our music videos. See pictures kind of like get an insight into the band and you can also contact us through the website um and then twitter is rfp band official at rfp band official because rose garden funeral party is too long for your twitter name apparently so uh yeah that's it right that's all the yeah. that's all the things I don't ask us um. <laughs> we're kind of on youtube <laughs> any idea when the like around when you guys are going to be releasing the record any plans for that um or just taking it as it goes well it's it's like a different thing um it's it i think that this record has the potential to do to do really well and so i'm kind of sitting on how i want to release it yeah because i could i could go about so i could go about it the way that i would naturally go about it which would be uh, just self-releasing and then, you know, having, you know, a label do the, the actual album itself and self-releasing the singles. But I think that this record actually has potential to, like, be applicable to some bigger independent labels like Fat Possum and stuff like that. And I've got, like, I've got a couple of friends that work for Fat Possum and Blue Horizon and stuff like that. So we're looking at trying to ship it to those labels and if that actually comes to fruition, the release date, I don't know when that will be. Yeah. But um, if we end up self-releasing it or releasing it on Moon Sounds Records, which is our record label uh, currently, then um, it'll be out in September. And the first single uh, comes out this month. So, yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Adam, where can they find us? People can find us and all the notes and links to everything we talked about at don'tfeedtheartist.com and at DFTA Podcast on Instagram, and that's really all that matters. Yeah. I mean, nothing really matters, but yeah. Right, but we don't have, we've never posted anything to Twitter, so there's no point in following us there. You can't sing Queen as you talk shit about Queen. I hate Queen so much, dude. (laughs) I, was, I, I did was, that just for you. I was wondering if we're going to do Metallica or Queen there. Well, I'm glad we did Queen. Because <laughs> Metallica. I really hate both those bands. 
Talk sucks. There, yeah, okay. Yeah, we did this last week. Talk sucks. Um, <laughs> I guess we can end on a black and brown do not make a frown, correct? I think this looks fine, right? I'm wearing a brown shirt. That's not shirt. really brown, yeah, though. That's, that's more like, it's tan. Like, it's like a tan. Yeah, yeah. A khaki. Tan is a... I'm going to look this up no, right no, no. now. He, here's, he, it's khaki. No, I, think, I think here's the big thing. Black and brown are fine, but you have to be careful about how you wear it. You're not going to wear fucking, like, you're not going to wear... Dark brown with black. Is yeah, no. that's a fucking terrible idea. Queen, yeah. get out. It's not good. And a pale shade of brown. Okay, fine, but... Like, <laughs> All right, are you trying to... I'm trying to buy tickets to Interpol right now, because I know oh she can't. Oh my god, I'm so jealous. I'm going to be in uh, Seattle yeah. on... Playing I mean, the show with Manifest of the Night there in Dallas. And I will be honest, as much as I love being on tour and playing with Manifest of, I'd much rather be seeing Interval. See, I'm the, not the, editing that out. This is the thing. <laughs> I, I, would, I, would, I would think that Jackson would want to be on tour instead of seeing a band, but we know this isn't true. It is not Dude. true. Because we had to change our tour dates for, the, for August so he could see Coheed. Dude, there was one time when Jesus and Mary Chain was playing with the Black Rider at Bomb Factory, and I had to play one of those fucking back-to-back two-hour sets at Sundown at Granada oh, with yeah. no supporting band. And I, between every Moonwave song, I was like, I don't know why you guys are here. You guys should all be at Bomb Factory. Go to Bomb <laughs> Factory. I wish I was at Bomb Factory. <laughs> this is the worst night of my life. That was, that was true.